0: You're tuned in to RX Radio. Movement prescribed. Brought to you by Prescript.com. A personalized approach to keeping you healthy and making your best even better. Your hosts, Dr. Jordan Shallow and Dr. Jordan Jinta.
1: Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, wow. I know. Feedback. Hopefully, if you guys love yourself or even like yourself a little bit. <laughs> well, if you're listening to us, I don't really know. Ooh, it sounds like chance. punishment. But. I know. But hopefully at this point, you have signed up for our free two-week trial of our hip program over on www.prescript.com. P-R-E yeah. <laughs> I was, fat, I was checking <laughs> me on that one. Like, right, wait, wait, I did it, it right. Yeah, I think
0: you got it. Fuck yeah, we don't uh, have to reach out, Yeah, down. dude, because we're two weeks in. So we've had a lot of people take advantage of this, and a lot yeah. of people are now just crossing crossing over. Um, like So last week, um, uh, before the Rusew interview, we sort of touched on like how the activation sessions work, like how you integrate these movements in with your ascending warm-up sets of your main movement. And I think that's, that's such an integral part of how we program, whether it's going to be strength training program, which coming soon, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Whoa, geez, cut's <laughs> out of the bag. Um, but it, just the algorithm alone, like learn, download the program just to see how the moving parts work and start to see how you increase your dynamics in your warm-up from something static, from something sort of more active pain modulation, de- desensitization, down regulation, and then the stability obviously that integrated with the actual movement uh, that we're preparing for. Because a lot of people just go through the warm-up and it's just net effect. Um, but the other days in the program are actually recovery sessions. So this is, this is more. I don't know. How would you how would you describe the recovery sessions?
1: Um, they're circuits of a lot of static positions yeah. for the most part, and with that, it helps you get a little bit of that um, that neurologic recovery. So you're actually calming the nervous system. You know, say you had a, a heavy squat ses- session. That's a lot of load that you're putting yourself through. So this is some time to. Unwind from that, relax, let those muscles lengthen out um, we talked we've talked a lot in the past about uh controlling your breathing with that yeah. um, this can be a really good way to um just kind of take a step back and let your body unwind from the damage of a training session um, to prepare you for that next one, and that's the key,
0: right like we're not doing this arbitrarily to. Just kind of do a yoga class before bed right like it's very specific each one almost even has a theme like are are we working what plane are we working through Mm -hmm. and then how does that how does that plane of mobility through the hips how does that then need to be stabilized through the trunk so that's the thing the hip program you can't just look at the femoral acetabular joint and think that's the hip where a lot of times that's how it gets oversimplified as but I, i hate to use the word hip complex But it is, and it's fucking complex, especially when we start talking the SI joint and then how the transfer of force from the hip into the SI joint, into the spine. Um, So there is a good amount of spinal stability, and that's the name of the game, right? You want that peripheral rigidity or that central rigidity to uh, promote um, distal athleticism, to quote the GOAT, Stu McGill. Uh Um, Because I think a lot of people do the opposite, right? They're low back at sight. And this is, we talked last week about this, like, Some of the results some of the best results we're seeing is people with low back pain um or maybe the the most results we've seen are people with low back pain um and the reason being is like if your spine is unstable and you're not doing any sort of core specific resistance stability work in conjunction with it's like there's still going to be that high demand on the hips to be stable to make up for the lack of spinal stability especially for those guys and girls who are actually loading if you're squatting if you're deadlifting, if you can't brace hard we're gonna to start to leak energy out into the hips and they're gonna to have to react in kind. So I think coming at it from both ends, and that's what the recovery session's all about, is having that that extra that extra piece. And like you mentioned, it's the parasympathetic drive. Mm-hmm. It's like we're really good at training the gas, right? We were are all fucking pedal, right? <laughs> but this is training the brake. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of recovery comes in. I think when you practice training the brake you can accelerate faster, right? So I think a lot of people try and just, they try and floor it, they redline, they burn out because they're not training the brake. And I think focusing on your breathing, working on, quote, we'll call it core stability for lack of a better term, although I think our approach is more sophisticated than that. And then getting that hip mobility while focusing on getting parasympathetic really helps us crank the brake and get into full recovery mode. So the uh, recovery sessions, PM, I usually like doing them before bed. Yep. Get three to five rounds through. Obviously, you're not going to be integrating with any barbell movements. Um, but yeah, these have been these have been really helpful, and some of the results we've seen have, have been uh, have been pretty
1: wild, well. just off the two week stuff too, right? And this yeah, is just an
0: attenuated version of the four week reset and the six week overhaul.
1: Right. And the results are pretty immediate with these. Um, in terms of round around, you'll see improvement through your range of motion, and then as you make that a more consistent thing, it becomes a more permanent. Increase in range of yeah, motion. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's like you got to kind of credit the account out of the gate, but once you once you start to get a foothold in it, your body really starts to take to it. Uh, interview. Yeah, enough of that. Enough <laughs> paying the bills. Uh, um, let them know
1: what they're in for. Yeah,
0: dude, Matt Vincent in town again. Awesome. I've had the the pleasure of sitting down with Matt a few times now. Um, just just like I've never met anyone from Louisiana outside of uh, Adam Sandler's character in Waterboy, and so he's like. You, you, you listen to him for a while, and the accent really shines through. Um, but he's he's one person. When I travel a lot, I'll check on Matt, and I'll throw him a text. But hey, man, where are you? It's like <laughs> I'm in Iceland. And it's like all right, I'm not been traveling that much. He's <laughs> fucking, he's all over the place. So Dang. we had him on the show. Oh geez, a couple months ago, and he. So we kind of recapped on some of the travel that he was doing, and pretty good for anyone who's business minded. Matt is in a space he operates. Um, he has a coffee, coffee company, so he owns Habit Coffee Company, and he also owns Hate Brand Goods. Um, two, two spaces that are inundated with people who don't have a lot of integrity. <laughs> so, but, you know, no, it's, it's true, honestly, dude. How many yeah. fucking people do you know that try to own apparel companies in the fitness industry, right? Oh, yeah, right? I know. And they just, they, they run every shady fucking playbook, their play in the playbook. So it's interesting to get Matt's perspective on how you navigate such a, like a, Like a just a seedy industry with integrity and just do whatever the fuck you want, and that's like words to live by. Like you (laughs) listen to this guy and he'll make you want to just like quit your job and live out of a van, and that's me. (laughs) Like I know that's um, so it's always good when you have a chat with him because he kind of keeps you keeps you centered. Um, So definitely check out Matt on Instagram. Um, I think it's I hate Matt Vincent, hate spelt H V I I, right? Three. Uh, Three, three, three eyes, yeah. I, 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 yes. uh, Matt Vincent. Uh, we talked a little bit about his Highland games, his travel, um, and then what he has up with the brand, and then kind of stuff he does to keep uh, keep his head above water kind of cognitively as well. He's a, he's a, he's a neat guy. Um, so definitely tune into this one. Let us know what you think. Special thanks to um, Lunderjack Productions, Kyle, out there in Toronto, freezing his ever-loving Ass off. God bless you, man. Well, they have it.
1: like 12 feet of snow already? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and then after lunch. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, so check it out. Um, and then, like I said, head over to pre-script.com and get your free hip program. And we'll see you guys next week. Mm, Comics. Sure none of not. this stuff. Sure, they're not. Bud. Nike and Flicks. Different factory mm. in Pakistan, man. Get your, <laughs> yeah. get your story straight. Right. It is an interesting thing, though, isn't it? Like, you can almost. Bodybuilding fashion is a very. I can't sit like this, but I've been like. Every single person I podcasted with this weekend has been able to do this the entire time. I can't do this the entire time. I can't do it with this leg at all. as that bad knee though. Watch fucking hip. Ugh. Yikes. That's please, please it. Please stop. Yeah. So this so, again. This again? I backed <laughs> back. my popular request. Is that what that it was is? good, man. I don't know how people listen to us for two hours and forty five minutes. Well we got they did it. We have close to like five or six hours now recorded. Probably, yeah. And we should have just recorded our entire our entire time together buddy cop TV drama. I think that has to happen. We should pitch that. <laughs>
2: we'll call it North and South. Like, and it's like, ca- oh, Canada could, and Louisiana has buddy cops. We could, could be like cops. an Interpol
0: thing. We could be like <laughs> Interpol because it, it could be a travel show. It could be a travel show. Uh, but we're me. cops? I just like... I Dude, I just grew up, you know.
2: Do you just want us to wear like hunky uniforms the whole world? So, yeah, obviously. I assume I'm going to wear like a normal beat cup, navy blue. So you're star ski is what you're saying? Yeah, and you're going to be... Full Royal Manor, Police.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you spelled that out. Most people don't even know what the RCMP is. <laughs> fucking goddamn you know well done. <laughs> Dudley
2: do right, and the rest of these guys on their horses running around. The only
0: exposure they've ever gotten in public is when Pharrell started wearing that stupid hat. Do you remember? Oh that? no! God, did you hear what he did? No. So Pharrell did this thing where he recorded a song and put it in like a time capsule, and they're gonna dig it up in a hundred years. Like oh I don't. My God. Finish it. Putin, turn both of your keys. I don't want to get to 100 years. I really don't like If it's Happy 2.0, <laughs> oh, no. blow this bitch up right now. You
2: know, so I mean the other day and it was essentially like uh, was a picture of Putin and then it was like plus long red hair and it's Dave Mustaine from uh, Megadeth. <laughs> Basically, it looked like the same guy. The parallels are uncanny. Yeah.
0: I believe they're the same human. <sighs> I, I imagine Putin could shred. He's an interesting guy. They say he's one of the richest guys in the world. I imagine he does okay. Well, it's, you know, because you got like your Forbes list. Mm. And then there's like... Yeah, but he's
2: like a different level of rich. He's like Saudi rich. Yeah, like I don't need to tell a magazine how much money I have. Like, there is just a point I think where you are rich enough that the bank account just has like an infinite symbol in is that, it. Is that all it yeah. is that all? Yeah, they're like Fuck. we can't fucking deal with transactions yeah. anymore. Like you are good, yeah, forever.
0: Yeah, you know the country of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that that's what your bank account looks like. Fuck, dude, hey man. So what's what's new and exciting? I mean, I know we've we've caught up. We probably know more about each other now than we
2: did. Yeah. Yeah traveled a lot. I traveled. Yeah, well, um, cool.
0: let's talk about that cuz last time I saw you you were on you were about to do the big trip in um, the two weeks in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, and then you did Iceland for another two weeks. Two weeks.
2: Yeah, so I did the Grand Canyon for two weeks and then a three-week road trip after the Grand Canyon. So up from Flagstaff to Reno, Reno to Portland. Portland, killed a week between those two kind of camping, hanging out with friends and then to Seattle. And then me and uh, a buddy Spencer drove from Seattle to Montana to Wyoming to Denver to Texas to Louisiana. We always
0: so, like like we were you always bit by the travel bug.
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I remember being a kid and like the first time I'd ever heard something about like people that travel every week, yeah. like get on like planes every week. Yeah. I was like, that's a fucking thing. That's a thing people get you to knew do. You that as a kid? I, no, no, no. I just remember like hearing about yeah. like that type of a gig, like a job where people Travel all the time. And I was like, that sounds fucking awesome. This was also probably a time in my life where I thought being on an airplane would be neat. Whereas now I realize it's a greyhound in the sky and I hate it. <laughs> That's if you're flying Southwest. No, Southwest is public transit. Of I'm the not going to let you badmouth Southwest. Really? <laughs> Southwest South. South. has done me loads of good. Shout out Southwest if you'd like to sponsor the episode. <laughs> podcast. so dope if Dude, you were the first one. I've, I've actually talked to them a couple times and uh, they've hooked me up with different stuff. They sent me like a travel book and like other stuff. Really? They've been really cool. I've got enough points that I'm in the exit row every time I travel, yeah. which is Southwest first class. I'd love to see what the Southwest lounge looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, is it like a strip club inside no. of the airport? Dude, I got hooked on Southwest because I was traveling for the games, yeah. and I get two free bags. And so every week that I travel, like my gearbox that I travel with to compete is probably why I don't travel with anything anymore. So I traveled with like a full rolling toolbox. Like the biggest thing that you're allowed to travel with. And so I've got in there soccer cleats, a pair of high jump spikes is what I preferred to throw in. Um, my hammer boots, which are essentially work boots with an 8-inch blade off the front of them. Um, yeah, normal. Um, like two sets of wrist wraps, uh, knee sleeves, a weight belt, chalk, tacky, tape, and then, like, lacrosse balls and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that definitely. Uh, oh, a
0: glove? Go, going a minimalist approach after. Yeah, like after a, that, I'm in just like, if vans are good, good enough. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I'm not lifting enough weight, the vans are not going to When I fly
0: international, and I can just check my bags through. I almost, like, I'll leave the plane, like, oh, fuck, I forgot something. Like, because I'm not carrying 17 bags. I'm just shy I'm of, i like, the
2: opposite. I'm so used to checking stuff that when I went to Toronto last week, I uh, just. i gate checked a bag because it's tiny ass jet out of baton rouge yeah and i just got to toronto i was like wait a second (laughs) i had a bag with me when i started this day what's so what's on your bucket list because a lot of this travel
0: i Mm. mean people and that's what i think people don't respect because they i'll get a lot of messages i'm sure you get 10x what i get because you travel 10x what i do is like people don't understand this is work it's work it is work it's cool it it is super
2: fucking cool and it's fun but it's It's work and traveling like I I thought about it this morning because I was thinking about something that had happened in Iceland, especially with like the time switch and schedule, which I'm currently an eight hour time difference than I was in Iceland. Right. And so I'm like, man, you know, that was, that was neat. And I was like, wait a second, that was three weeks ago. And it feels like a really, really long time. And so one of the things I like about travel and the amount that I do it is it slows down time. Um, And since that is kind of the only commodity I believe that we actually have, that's good. Because if I'm home and like when I was hurt and laid up after surgery, dude, eight weeks just disappears. And I don't have anything to tell you good that happened during that time frame. Whereas two weeks on the Grand Canyon, I have a lot of shit that happened. And Three weeks that I traveled in my truck after that. Getting truck broke into and shit stolen from me and all those type of things. I have a lot to talk about, but I don't have anything to tell you of valid importance from laying on my couch for eight weeks. Do you have destinations you want to see independent to work? Oh yeah, what? Yeah. Like give me a give me a bucket list. Give me a so top just close to everything. Three. Give me a, give me a top three. I'd like to. I want to climb Fuji. So I don't know what I need to do for my knee to be sorted to do that. Yeah, A lot of them are kind of physical stuff too. So like Fuji is definitely one. I'd like to do Kilimanjaro. I just need to figure out the knee again. Um, and so since right now I can kind of cycle, I'm starting to look at different cycling trips. Um, so there's a thing that I've done in Montana called uh, going to the sun road. I've done it with uh, some friends up there. And, it's essentially it's this fucking amazing road to Logan's Pass in Glacier National Park, and it's incredible. And that road is 14 miles, and it is uphill. There's not a flat. It is strap in and dig. And when we went last time, we rented bikes, but we rented like the uh, electric assist, which are fucking awesome. Can you get one of those bird scooters? No way it can make it.
0: Really, no fucking way. wow. So we're talking great. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. <sighs> You know what? And that's the only thing. When you see something like that, and you experience something like that, and then you turn, you know, you turn on the Tour de France, and you just go,
2: "What the Dude, fuck?" People have no concept of like how how fast those guys move, or the greater elevation. Like, well, there's both. I mean, even I mean, you're talking about guys that are doing 2,400 miles. They're essentially riding a century every day for a month, yeah. with a couple days off, right? And they average 27 miles an hour like my fastest average speed for a 20 mile ride is 18 and like i'm fucked
0: so you're not getting up tomorrow and doing that again well
2: maybe yeah but i'm yeah like i set in to go hammer and now there's a big difference to riding in the peloton versus being out front by yourself because drafting and all that makes a huge difference like, so, I mean, if you're behind someone, I mean, you, you're you pedaling at 30%. Is they that maintain. big of a difference? It's huge. Really? And then imagine, that's just behind a person. So, if you've got a train of four, that multiplies a bit. So, if you're only working, what, a quarter of the time. So, you're rotating in and out. And so, I mean, that's how the Tour de France works, especially with all the team stuff. Is, I mean, you've got these... uh you know, leaders and, you know, your George Hincapie to your Lance Armstrong type guy. These, these liaisons that are there to uh, help them get through. That way... You're, you're a cyclist Sherpa, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys' job on a climb is to lead. And so these guys, you got two guys that can lead someone like Lance. So he doesn't have to fucking switch it on and pull for himself until it's go time. Outside of the physical
0: stuff, like when most people think vacation. mm it's i don't know what that means anymore yeah well because it's just a weird it's just all melded into one because there are times on the in-between where you you know like i i'll take 10 minutes off work and i look up and it's you know you're looking at lake tahoe or you're looking at the yeah. mountains and you're just like holy shit yeah it's work but i'm not looking at the inside of a fucking cubicle right the cubicle guy goes where would you go on vacation top three places it's it's a drink with an umbrella on a beach it sounds awful to me yeah
2: i've done that man i grew up Close enough to the beach, we went every summer. I fucking hate sand. I don't mind sand, uh, but I don't drink a ton anymore. And so that's not my idea of escape. And so I don't want to lay... I'm just bored. I can do one day of nothing on the beach, and then I'm bored to tears. I like the sun. I don't mind being hot. But I would rather be on a river. Like, now that I've done some rafting, I want to do more of that. Like, rafting camp and, like, maybe... You know, get out and do things like that, and more, more adventure and find and, and be lost. I think does does that scratch a competitive edge for you? No. How, <laughs> so do, you,
0: not how do you? Because how good at it? Because we've talked about like identity and like coming out of sports and like how do you people who identify as being an athlete and then mm. when the competition is no longer afforded to you or you just you know you choose to step away for whatever reason or get forced to step away for whatever reason. How do you? How do you? How do you find that? What's your competitive arena? That is it business? Is it? I'll let you know. Yeah, I eh? Still, still <laughs> the trying fucking to. fucking clue, dude. Yeah.
2: There's moments, right? Like, you know, pre-podcast, you know, something like this environment where we've come in to this, this house and we're going to interview and talk to people that I don't know that well. So I get that anxiety the same way pre-competition starts. Or if I'm going to go do a speaking engagement or a workshop and teach, I'm out of my fucking comfort zone. And it's. The part for competition that I loved was the idea that, like, now's the fucking time we perform. That this isn't going to be perfect. Probably going to be tired. I have other bullshit in my life that I may be stressed out about. And we're going to fucking perform for the next five hours. We can slow down the rest of that shit and get the job done. Because that's what we do. So, it gets scratched a little bit doing that. But it's not the same as the physical side of it. It's not the same as physically performing a thing that you're good at. Um, so I don't, I don't know for that. And I think for me, like, the actual end date of the competition, like, I was really looking forward to this bike ride in California next week that I'm canceling. <laughs> but, like, I was really looking forward to that because I've trained for it. But that's what I wanted. I missed the having a thing to train for. That seems to be a common theme. I don't know how to fucking just go to the gym to just work out. Fuck, fuck, do you do that? You don't want to get toned. That's not even a word. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a thing. How is this still a thing that we tell people?
0: That's where the money's Toning, at, man. That's where I... the money's at. Uh,
2: well, stop it's... believing in fuckery. Well, That's it's... step one of your life. That's on the next. Hey, should just be, just be just that. Should be the new book. Is like, don't believe in fuckery. Does this seem easy and a trick? Avoid it. If you put that <laughs> as a title and put it in the airport,
0: you'll sell fucking millions. I'm I guarantee sure. It it.
2: Just page one is go fuck yourself. Page two is like sort your life
0: out. Yeah, it's hard though. Like, <laughs> and I found myself walking on eggshells this weekend because there are a lot of people who are business minded understand the the value or the revenue you create by people who want to hear that. Right, and I'm not. I'm not your friend. Not. No, I'm not. I'm your friend. But I'm just saying, like, company. If you if you want to get results you want someone to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear right and there's a whole industry full of people who are just going to tell you what you want to hear
2: time well and look man but that's the choice we all make right like i'm all right with sacrificing some bucks to not be that dude i'm good with that i would you know and maybe that's the wrong way to go business wise but i would rather have i don't think any of my peers in strength even though that i'm not lifting anymore and i'm not competing think I'm full of shit that's worth more that's more to me yeah you know that I get the private moments with guys that I respect that I am a friend like I rather that I'd rather have you know a lot of it's still for me like I'm trying to learn and be better like I I don't want to meet up with you and just talk about how we can fucking grow a business
0: and that's what I really appreciate I was talking to Ben about this earlier today like when you can spend time with someone who's in the industry, and the first thing you do is like, "Hey, let's put this on Snapchat." Is Snapchat still a thing? Is that still around? Doing. Well, and, and that's the thing. Well, it's, you can
2: tell where people Snapchat's kind of fucked.
0: They're, they're you, losing
2: CEOs constantly. At the how do you moment. monetize it, right? Well, what they monetized it in the way that Facebook and Instagram tried to fucking buy Snapchat for over a billion dollars a couple years ago, and they declined it. This is a mistake. Yeah. Well, Twitter business ran, advice ran into the same, okay, super good. business this, this advice, is where right? I wanted this to go is if anyone if you have a business and anyone at any point offers you a billion dollars for it, fucking sell it. <laughs> walk away Just put your ego aside. Yeah, it's a billion dollars. Yeah. Just quit. Yeah, I was.
0: I'm just shy of selling my online enterprise for like a bus pass back to the right. Bay Area. Yeah. It's like my Forerunner needs an oil change. Which one of you guys downstairs? I could sell
2: all of hate brand goods to someone for like sixty bucks out of my pocket, plus, that, plus the inventory. Especially
0: here too, right? Like it's it's intimidating to talk. Like you'll be in conversation. With guys who are literally millionaires, Mm. right? And some of them in multiples of tens of millions of dollars, or they own multiple companies with an overall evaluation of 50, 60, 100 million dollars. I don't know if I'm gonna eat hot food next week. (laughs) I might be sleeping on the floor of my office. So, I mean, just with strength though, right? Like one thing I was told if you're the strongest guy in the room, find a new room. So, what do I do? I go find the gym with the two strongest fucking guys in the world. Same, yeah. Right? So, it's just, it's a different, because I think what I'm trying to do now. You know, I, I love competitive powerlifting. I love scratching that itch. I'm trying to reallocate a lot of that focus to business. Like, I just think of the amount of time that I spend thinking about training and like the cerebral thought process that I put into it. It's like if I can expend that energy into something that'll reap me a financial gain, but also fulfill me at the well, same time and keep that integrity. That's the
2: trick, right? Like, it's easy to expend that energy on training because you love it. It's tough to expend the energy on a thing that you don't give as much shit about, but you know you need.
0: Yeah, I think it's to me it's an outcome-driven thing. <laughs> like if you can if you can focus your business around helping people, I think that's a- another one of my passions. That's another why great, ch- right. that's why I chose the career that I chose. So, and it's weird. I think the travel piece when people see it on social media, it gives a gives an inflated idea of success. I think so, too. Like, people think I'm some fucking jet setter. Like, (laughs) first-class business in the lounge. That is not my life. No, no. I'm fucking middle seat. Yeah. I'm apologizing the whole time. I got my laptop out. My elbows in some lady's fucking TV dinner that she's eating. (laughs) It's like, it's not glamorous to be 270 pounds.
2: Yeah, I smell like a fucking turtle tank by the end of the (laughs) day. Goddamn
0: disgusting. Well, just more often than not, like, I mean... I have work to do. I have to do it on a plane. That's the only time that honestly, and what I've come to love about air travel and kind of starting to navigate this space is is the the forced necessity of disconnecting. I don't mm-hmm. think. Like when I hit 36,000 feet and that Wi-Fi thing goes, doo, and that 3G just goes, sorry, homie. And I'm just like. That's when I turn on my laptop and then I edit videos. But you know what? It's the correspondence (laughs) piece that drains me. Because, like, I remember, and still to this day, like, I'll reach out to people in the industry or people I think have a good story. And, you know, I don't really have a means of connecting with them other than social media. Mm -hmm. And the people I reach out to, I'm more or less cold calling them over Instagram, which, by the way, did you have MSN? probably aim aol yeah, I had AIM, AIM and so LOL. here's the thing it's like,
2: matthews fan 69 at aol actually <laughs> no. oh man i, I would
0: have loved to see that on it's matching 69 i <laughs> Matt vincent resume at your local hardware store or burger That's what i was
2: just adding to like my resume when i was trying to get a real job it was like hot chicks wanted 69 at oh, today yep. <laughs> yeah
0: this we need this girl in it's our new fry girl hey guys yeah, she's doing great um she got good heart. She
2: got shoot good girl. She got good heart.
0: Dude, that was literally on my head at the fellow last night, and I started cracking up laughing. Um, the The disconnecting thing is 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 huge for me because it's the correspondence piece that gets me. Like, I want to respond to every DM. I want to comment back to every person It's like, part of the gig. When I when I do that to people even now who are, you know, higher up the ladder and, and have attained the level of success that I'm striving for, or more often than not, it's for a podcast. The people who take the time at that level to respond goes, you know, this guy is probably getting 10x based off. Has to be. At least, right? And it's probably on a curve exponential. So it's like for him to take the time, it's like. I have the time. I have the time, right? Or, and something that I, I kind of want to get your opinion on is like from a time management perspective, I have to make the time. Right, like I'm really bad with that. Like, are you? We talked a little bit about like you know, you wake up, you, you go, you do the hot tub thing, mm-hmm. and in fucking Louisiana when it's already 115. Yeah, but it's all right.
2: But I know, like, I know we, what I'm doing.
0: But like, I guess what I'm getting at is like you have
2: practices that you follow on like a routine, and the that, routine. that's something I'm actually really excited to be home yeah. to get set back in. You miss that? Yeah, I miss I miss the focus that generates, and I can't seem to replicate it the same on the road. Yeah.
0: What systems do you put in place to manage time at home or on the road? Like, how do you keep up with the office? Like, how do you keep up with, I mean, we were sitting around yesterday. Fucking
2: best you can. Yeah. That's really it, right? And I know, like me personally, as far as a business owner goes, man, I am fucking not a business guy. I can't pretend to be. I'm not. I am a creative that likes designing things and traveling and having conversations. I'd be far better off if there was someone behind me that was really good at business and figured out how to manage the things that I'm fucking good at. Because I'm not great at it. Do you have like a like a... Like I've a got partner? a business partner, yeah. uh, Mike Beach, who helps me with hate and helps me with habit coffee and all this. And so he manages a lot of the business side of it, like inventory and payroll and all these type of things and paying our vendors and et cetera. But having someone who could be like hey we need this make that they're like oh okay sick yeah you know so if i could just stay in creative mode it's super fucking draining but it's great do you worry about and there's something and again talking to the fucking millionaires
0: downstairs like they all reference a staff, where it's like I, I'm, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like you, right? What does that mean? Exactly, and it's like I feel like S G A
2: P H. We talking about infection? We talking about mercy?
0: <laughs> Just get a, there? Get yourself a Z pack, dude. You'll be alright. Well mercy doesn't Never look, hurt anybody. Doesn't look contagious. Uh, I'm not that kind of doctor. Please <laughs> consult your regular medical physician. What does this for it. look like to you? Bro? Yeah, uh, well, it's the thing. Like me and you walk in, and I think we stand out here.
2: That's fine.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, tattoos and places you probably shouldn't have tattoos. Yeah. And, and I, I think we have both worn our colorful outfits today. Like none yes. of us are really thinking this too too close. But a lot of the the you know the more financially well endowed people here, they'll reference the staff. And have you thought about expanding to getting an assistant? Of getting, course. What would be your first move? So so and I'm, this for podcast me, is purely
2: for me. Yeah yeah. So first move that I would do would be video. having a media guy. Yeah, would be okay. a media guy would be a straight-up media guy that I could afford to pay well and have a good media guy. But I can't afford right. to pay a guy well. Yeah. And then there's the other side of that, too, that I think a lot of the conversations and places that I'm privy to, they're still for me. And so, you know, like like a good example of that would be, dude, if I'm in L.A. and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to stay at a friend's house, uh, Gunnar Peterson – Good friend right? to have. Good friend to have. Yeah, he's strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. You could argue that Gunner knows a thing or two about it. Yeah, thing or two. he's he's been in the fucking business forever and yeah. doesn't play any of the games that the rest of us have to fucking play. He he's done it. That I would say has, he's an outlier. Of course. An outlier in the space, but he's done it for thirty plus years. The, the fucking homework's done. Um, and I'm fortunate enough that I get to go stay at that guy's house and have a conversation over dinner with just him. That it's just talk amongst friends i don't want to be there with a fucking camera guy i don't want to be introducing some kid that's with me just pretend like he's not even here it's so weird dude because it is there it just happened too. like the kid with the dslr just rolled in doesn't in this setting yeah doesn't bother me in the least we both know what's gonna happen but if we go to fucking dinner i don't want that dude you know i I i'm turned off by it and i don't as soon as someone really knows that you that it's all gonna be live and be somewhere, like the interactions aren't as genuine. You know, conversations that you and I and Ben had yesterday, we don't fucking record that. We don't hold that. No. And and that and don't get me wrong, that's also the shit people want. Which is which is the fucking dirty side of it, right? Is that conversation that we had yesterday, people would love. Because it is fucking real. However, I'm not sharing it. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know what though, and what I appreciate about like you and Ben and having these real friends that you can go to. Like, I could fly to Tampa tomorrow. If I was in a jam, I could go. Just Ben, I have, got. I have an upstairs in my house. You're always welcome. I'll stop off in Louisiana on the way. But it, that's the thing. The it's because, like, right now we're putting on because you have headphones on, but it's not far off. The, the The interaction is genuine, but like the subject matter isn't close to how deep we'll go. Like yesterday it was like. Sitting under the mountains, trees, yeah. birds, bears, and we just went deep.
2: Yeah, and yeah, like- you know, it but I think, as shit as this is, one of the things that may hold a guy back like us, business-wise, is that we don't have a switch that we flip and become this other person. Because there's, if we look at it, and we look at successful media and things like that, let's... Just look at the fucking evening news, right? Or your Walter Cronkite's or radio host or any of these things. They speak in a tone and with a vernacular that does not fucking exist in the human species. Where did we as a, as a, as a group decide that this is how we prefer our information? Is this constantly bubbly bullshit you know, and like, hey, guys, welcome here. Like, get fucked.
0: The hand gesture's killing. I'm not into it, dude. Whenever I see a YouTube thumbnail kind of like a guy like this, starting with one fist balled up into an open hand. And it's funny, you talk about flipping the switch, and the switch is the record button on your iPhone with the selfie camera on video But it fucking
2: matters Instagram to me so. that I'm the same dude.
0: Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. There's success in business, and then there's you know success in in building relationships and friendships. Like we can look, sit sit here and talk, but you you sat down with guys, I'm sure, where the second that record button stops, it's just fucking strange, right? And then it's like you know what you can have, you can keep. see, but I don't want to interview people like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's something that you just kind of stumble across because you you don't know any better. Like yeah, you know, you, you you see a guy, you get connected, you know, someone vouches for him, and then you end up like meeting him, and you're like, this is. You know they have all the money in the world,
2: all the subscribers, all the followers. I'm just not that fucking impressed by money. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I've 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 had jobs that paid a lot and did that, and I wasn't any happier. I think, I, I think there's a lot of truth to what is the statistic that like was it after eighty grand? There's essentially there's a fucking giant step in income after eighty thousand dollars that produces any extra happiness. Interesting, because. I think, like, in a, in a household, and this is, glo- you know, not globally, but let's say the U.S., that, like, if you have, a, you know, an income of $80,000 in the U.S., you start eliminating bullshit. Like, I don't have to stress every week about paying my mortgage. I'm not, I also own a vehicle that isn't going to break down and fail once a week. I don't have to stress out, you know, I'm not putting away a hundred bucks a week, and then I got a flat tire, and now I'm in the hole a hundred dollars. You know, you're at a level where you can put a little bit of cash away and and have a nest egg. You probably also live in a place that isn't shit. You, you've just got, you don't have to worry about groceries. But the next step in income to that, I mean, I also know people who make, you know, four or five hundred grand a year and live fucking paycheck to paycheck. Now, what do you guys spend a month? About 25 grand. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> on what? Dude, I know a guy who's a hedge fund, man, head fund manager, right? Talking about one of his clients makes $120 million a year. Paycheck paycheck. Just balling out of control. Calls him every month asking when this week's investment's going to come through. Such a more money, more problems thing. Yeah, because he's knocking out a fucking million dollars a month on his Amex. I can't fathom that. You know, or or eight million a month on his fucking Amex.
0: Was that ever an aspiration of yours? Like, did you ever have financial goals outside of the like
2: astronomical stuff? <sighs> Dude, I stuff? just want enough money that I don't have to fucking care. Yeah, that's all I want. It's the fuck you money? Yeah, but fuck you money is different levels of fuck you money. Like yeah. I don't need fuck you money. Like I need to order a helicopter and the seats are the wrong color. I set it on fire. <laughs> like I don't. I don't need that level of income. I don't have to give a shit about my mortgage. My goal is pay off my fucking house, which isn't terribly expensive because I live in Louisiana. Like, I want enough money to wake up and do whatever it is Matt wants to fucking do that day. Do you think that mindset came from growing up in a place like Louisiana? Is your product of your environment? No, or I, I, think, I think it it shifted. It shifted to, I remember being really fucking broke when I had the bike shop, and Ashley and I got together and like, I had a bicycle shop that I own, and I would go to work there. So I'd be at the bike shop from 9 till 7 p.m., and the bike shop's not doing great, and there's two owners, so it's really not fucking doing good. And at 7.30, I'd be at the club to bounce and leave there at 4 a.m., because I made enough cash working at the club that I could pay an employee at the bike shop and pay the bike shop's rent. But checking is, IDs. Yeah. And or smashing, yeah, smashing yeah. drunks in the face yeah. or whatever it is. Or fucking wheeling dead strippers out. <laughs> gotta, gotta make a living. Gotta make a living, She's right? got a good heart. She's a good heart. <laughs> She's a good girl. She's not smart. Uh, the club I worked at, man, look, I believe that there's probably some strippers out there that are, you know, women who going to put themselves through school that don't mind. Savvy. Matter. I believe Bay Area I believe rips, rips are, they are, your cash. Let's rate. just say the fucking club that I worked at. If you walk through those doors and have decided to either work there as a bouncer, and I'll add myself to this fucking group, or strip, this is not the first bad decision you've made. you get C-section Thursdays? No. <laughs> those we did have deals? a pregnant shot girl. We also had a stripper die. Actually. Yeah. While I was bouncing. While I was DJ. What was the drugs? Uh, she ate about 300 milligrams of uh, Oxy. That'll do it. Fuck yeah. And like on it. an immune system. Yeah, she's that, not really, that's hers. And being about ninety eight pounds, weird. It didn't. <laughs> not really wired didn't, for sound. Or oh yeah. No, we found her in the back trying to breathe Mexican pizza unsuccessfully. <laughs> not, I'm sorry, this is not funny. Do not laugh at this. Sure, whatever. Uh, so, would you?
0: I mean, would you kind of have this attitude? Because uh, I look at my business model and I think I'm I'm entering a, an infested water, like a, mm-hmm. a saturated market. And you're my canary down the coal mine, man. Because I look at apparel companies in. The fitness space, in the strength sports space, just in, in like the, the lifestyle brand space, if you don't mind me using the term. That's what it is. Okay, good. Um, and I just think, holy shit, never mind, I have nothing to complain about because like the, um, the amount of like dreaming elegance 0583 Instagram accounts, hey, how does that work, dude? I think it's got to be bots now. It has to but be I but like, in the initial, are, are they, stages, they actually business that's making
2: money? Because I've never seen know. a person.
0: Never. But the thing is, like, I see so many knockoffs of that. Like, it's just like, oh, that word is cool. Like, and I'm going to put it in cursive writing. But, but that's and I'm just
2: gonna... sustainability, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess then, what do you attribute the success and sustainability of hate to? I think we got a message that, that people can attach to. Are you the message? And do you ever worry? Mm. Is that a stressor? Because here's the yeah, thing. Of course. When I canvas the room downstairs, it's a divide. It's guys that have built companies that they're now trying to walk away from and they're starting to realize, like, oh shit, I should really, I need to be the face of this thing. And that's a stress, right? Like guys who have, people
2: aren't buying the program. They're not buying the book. I mean, books. look, I, I don't think I could ever sell hate brand and not be at the wheel of it. I don't think it fucking works without but, me. But a, Yeah. And I think
0: because everything you've just said. Because you don't give a shit about money, because you're doing it for the passion of
2: it. But, but with that, you too- I mean, make no fucking mistake. I give a shit about money. It, there's just an X amount. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'd like to have more of it, but I'm not willing to make more of it by doing shit that I find gross.
1: You yeah, know, like, that's, fair.
2: like that, that's the easiest word. There's just, like, I don't know if it's fucking selling out or doing any of this, but I've also got examples of people who I don't think are and who are wildly fucking successful. And when, and all that means is you don't have to.
0: Do you, I guess the question is, do you feel pressure being the face of an ever-growing company? And do you ever think there'll be a time where it, 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 you want to take a step back, but there's going to be pressure on you because the success of the business relies
2: on Matt Vincent? I mean, do I think 50-year-old Matt Vincent is still cool repping? T
1: shirt. No, because
0: I do. I think you're going to be fucking a badass
2: dude at 50. But so, yeah, it's just like
0: there's, there's two types of people here right now. The people who have removed themselves mm-hmm. from the business and they've made it under a, a, a flag or a brand who are now starting to realize that, okay, maybe I could exponentially grow the value of this company if I was actually the face of it. And then there's the opposite. And they're having conversations, the opposite being obviously, you know, I I built myself or built a brand through athletic prowess or, or social media presence. Now I'm trying to incorporate Bring in some good people to keep the machine running and step back, but they realize that with that comes a, a, a spike or a, a fall in sales. Right. So each of them are kind of like looking at the grass on the other side. It's just with Hate Brand being so successful, it's because you. I, I like to think it's because people they resonate with your personality. They resonate with the fact you fucking have a personality, and it's the same one on Instagram that it is in the podcast right. that it is having the fucking the deepest conversations about relationships and, yeah. and and social life and going through shit on a fucking patio it's the same dude do you ever worry about the the demand of that dude and how how thin you can
2: spread him the only person spreading me thin is me and like i know that right and, and so to answer your question on that is i don't really stress about that and that's because i haven't created an alternate personality that's draining for me to be
0: is it hard to say no Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think that might be the crux of it. Is like, how do you say no when you're? That's got to
2: be a thing that I do better. That that's that is something I have not done well this year.
0: Do you regret it, or do you find that to be necessary? Like, do you find it? Do you have to push? Like, do you have to push to a point where that conversation is brought right into your window? I think.
2: Yes. I I am a guy that needs to find that line that should not be crossed anymore. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking push until I find that line. And I I think it's important that the way that I, you know, the way we train or the way you do anything, right? Like, you want to find that peak of Law of Diminishing Returns. And that's really the sweet spot. And try to figure that out. The trick of that is, I don't know that idle is the fucking word. It's scale. How do you get to that... Law of diminishing returns point, and then scale. Um, so, you know, stuff like that is like I realize with Hate Brand the way that we run it, that like I don't get this, I don't, I won't get a giant margin and scalability. I mean, my margin's going to be pretty set because I've got a team doing fulfillment and printing all my stuff. I make more money if I own a screen press and I print it myself and and do all that. But then I'm not doing the things that I want to do. And that, that matters to me. That matters to me more than the fucking money in my bank account. Because whether I have a job that is going to, say, make 10 times the amount of money that I'm currently making right now, and I'm going to be 10 times more stressed and spread thin and sacrifice all of it for this business thing that, I, that I'm chasing. Or... I do fuck all and lay on the couch every day and have a bullshit job that I don't love and pay all my bills. Or I can figure out whatever the middle between those two things is that provide me the most amount of happiness for what I want that finds me happy. All three of those fucking roads converge with me in the ground. So I'm going to try to pick the one that makes me happy. Like I am not a fucking martyr for my business of this. I'm not going to make posts telling you how stressed I am running my business or talk about the day-to-day life of this entrepreneur thing. Like I don't fucking have entrepreneur in anything I've ever fucking done. You're on your grind, man. You're on your grind, homie.
0: TGIF, the grind. Something Friday. How does that work? What's that I fucking know, stupid dude. thing that goes up on Fridays? I
2: don't know. God bless. God bless people who are motivated by it. I make fucking posts. t-shirts that I like. Hope other people like them. If you do, check them out. <laughs>
0: when, when people, I'm sure you get reach out specifically with like branding and apparel mm. advice and the problem the problem that I get a lot is when people ask me for advice I always preface it with a disclaimer is like listen like the mistakes I've made were so fucking necessary in getting to where I've got the sacrifices I've had to make so if you avoid those
2: you might not learn or experience what's That's necessary That's very very valid right Here's here's how I look at it is I get reached out to a lot by people who want to do apparel and so we always I forward contact to the guys that do my manufacturing and we can fulfill for you. It's part of the, part of the, this is a thing that I offer. We can manage your company. If you have design work and you have an audience, we can handle those things getting made and sent to your people and the customer service side of it. But what people have to realize, man, that, that the running the business isn't like, that's not the part, like that's not the magic. That's not what you're fucking missing. If, if you made this call and you think that that's the only barrier between you and success, you're incorrect. There's a lot more to it and there's going to be failures. And for me, I think that's a weird thing that our society has tried to do with, you know, different drugs and, and the way that we've fucking shell up participation trophies and a lot of things is I think we've switched to a society that's failure avoidant, that we, we don't want to see people fail at the pursuit of their thing. And the truth is, is failure, failure is a far better fucking coach and teacher than success has ever been. What's been one that jumps out of the page for you? The failures? Yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, my bike shop failing when I was 25. What did that teach you to bring forward into hate brand? That just because I work hard at a thing doesn't make it successful. I think that's
0: that's a big thing. And that comes with a level of entitlement. I think a lot of people, they don't understand
2: how hardwired that is into them. And then not only that, like... It's not a clean fucking break. Like, I had $50,000 worth of loans to pay back when I left a bike shop. So, I had jobs I fucking hate. But what am I going to do? Do you not fucking do your job? Like, your job is to fucking handle the responsibilities that you set forth. You can't just fucking bail. Like, there's not a safety net. I'm good with that. I operate well in that space. I think a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that you have to do your fucking job. Dude, you're talking to a guy that like, so what, I'm 35 now the bike shop closed. I got out of the bike shop in 2008. So I went from finished college to opened my own business in 2005, ran my own business as a bike shop, which is fucking cool. You know, went to a place and fucking worked on bicycles and hung out with people and drank at night and partied with friends. Cause I'm a, 22 year old fucking entrepreneur that guy was really fucking happy to call himself an entrepreneur yeah i'd like to smash him right in the fucking yeah. face with a bat but it's what it was and so business dwindles business dwindles and you're fucking lying to yourself and it's if we just get through this hump we just get through this hump right <laughs> and it's you got to change and adapt and what are you doing that's not what people want because cream still rises. Like, there's other bike shops in town that are fucking successful. They're just not choosing to come to yours. And so it, it's a tough fucking bit. But so that fails. And my next job was a, in a suit working at AT&T stores talking to people about home telephone service. Sounds like an SNL bit. Talk about getting fucking punched in the face. <laughs> like, bear your fucking pride and go to work. And I did that job because it paid the fucking bills. Because what's the other option? Fucking, who am I putting my hand out for? Help me. I go help yourself. Get a fucking job. You know when's a really good time to look for a job? Why well, you have one? Novel idea. Get a fucking job and then look for jobs that you'd rather have. Don't sit around fucking waiting for it to come to you.
0: What's the one biggest sacrifice you think that you've had to make with? with starting hate brand that people don't see coming or you didn't see coming when you when you kind of set out on on, on creating this brand. Like that people, if it were to hit them in the head and they're not be ready for it, they might not have the mental fortitude to overcome it. And they think it's all sunshine and rainbows and Instagram posts. and
2: Like Dude, when your head hits the pillow. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking drain. Like you don't get to turn it off. Like that's part of the deal It's like, I don't work a nine to five. But I'm also never really at work, but I'm also always at work. That there's always a voice that's thinking about it. What can we do better? What aren't we doing right? Why is this this way? Why didn't that shirt sell as good as we expected? And then there's stress of of the relationship, you know, relationship with my wife, any of that type of stuff that is going to be stressed because I'm not fucking home. I'm just not there. I feel like I've spent more time with you in the last like a months. I know, months. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like
0: a like a surrogate. I'm on the road wife. Yeah. I'm doing a terrible job. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, you don't snuggle great. No, I'm no. I've
0: I got to be little spoon, man. Sorry. It's a logistics it. it's a
2: logistics What's thing. Those b cups you got there I like that's my hands on. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? I'm built for comfort, right? That's <laughs> what it's all about. Now, like more on the binary side this is like yeah, conventionally from a business standpoint like you are not like we are not i like to think the guys
2: downstairs right like no definitely i think i think different
0: i as i aspire to have some of the more technical aptitude that these guys have because i think that'll find you well what if like maybe from a little bit more granular detail perspective of the business itself what do you look at as far as metrics of growth or is it all just a personal endeavor? Like if you're happier and the bills are getting paid and it looks like they're going to get paid for the no, next no, quarter. It's, of
2: course, man, we're fucking athletes. And I think, I think there's a really big difference too, is we didn't set out to be business people. And there's people that that's what they want to do is run a business. I got asked to run a business by the people following the things I was doing. And I was like, okay, right. And then like, that's, I'm an athlete or was that has decided to move into this space. I didn't set out with the intention of building a thing, which I think you can be better off doing that because then you, all you look at it is how do we perform better as we do more than we did before. And what, for me, what do you look
0: at specifically from like a business metric. Standpoint? Yeah.
2: For me, business metrics, it's month to month sales. It's year to year sales. It's, you know, are we, Selling more stuff per customer.
0: How do you, how do you allocate resources to make sure that that number is always like peeling back a layer from that? Like, like, if you were to look at key performance indicators, like kind of into the weeds, business stuff. Like, you know,
2: it's 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 tricky, right? Because you're operating. At least we are, right? Like, we operate on, you know, limited capital from stuff we make, and so. If we invest a bunch in a thing that we think's gonna go well and it doesn't sell, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we had we had an issue. I had some bags made last year would be would be probably the only one I can really point a finger to that was fucking that hurt. We had some bags made a duffel bag and we had a backpack and I really really liked both of them and I got them, tested them out and beat the shit out of them for six months and we're like sick. Here's price point on these. Let's get these made and we got a thousand bags made, and so now we're. 30, 35,000 dollars cash into these bags, right? Which we know that we can turn into 100 grand. except for when the bags show up, we can't sell them, because they're not the same as the ones they sent as prototype, and the quality's bad. But instead of fucking my customers, I pull them off the shelf and I eat it. That's what grand you do on the chin.
0: No, that's what you do.
2: Yeah, but so what? So what, then I make a product that's shitty and I just tell everyone sorry? Yeah. Fuck that. They didn't, they're still spending their hard-earned money with me. I got to provide a quality thing. And so we eat it. But that's a tough hole to dig back out of when you were ex- expecting to turn $35,000 into 100000 and instead you just turned it into $35,000 negative. Does that rewire your thought process of moving forward? and Stuff, because I can't. Vendors? Because you got to be careful then. Like, I need to make things that sell out. And so now I've got to try to really predict a number of how well do I think this performs because I want it to sell out so now we can make another thing to sell that out and keep rolling the profit back in does the number side
0: cuz you're like you're the creative right like does how does the number side affect that process and does it get scary and apprehensive when the pen hits the pad yeah. to design something well, after something like the or weird one is when you think successful. you design something
2: that you think's good and it yeah. doesn't go and and for that like i just have to it, it didn't take you know is there for, any
0: predictive for, measures like no.
2: no i mean sometimes you'll see something does performs really well on instagram and you can kind of assume that that's going to sell well but it's a crowded space, man. And keeping attention is tricky. And so, like, you got to produce the content to go along with it. You know, for, for years when it was just me and Mike, essentially stuff got shipped to me. I photo, photographed it on the floor in my garage gym. And then we sold it. Like, the turnover was fucking quick and it was great. And so now we switch switched to as much as I'm traveling, I do have a guy doing some media for me, but he does photography and all this. And what ends up happening with when I'm traveling is I'm not in any of the photos. So it doesn't feel like it's me. So It doesn't perform as good. So
0: this is the point,
2: right? Right. So that's the stress. Yes. And so what's better for business is me to be fucking home, which is great to fucking understand because right now I want to be fucking home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so cut it back.
0: But is there a point in which you got to get back on the road again? Of course. Should it be better for business.
2: Of course. There, there is a law. Lo- I can't sit in Louisiana in my own fucking garage gym and produce entertaining YouTube content. Yeah. Not yeah. how it fucking works for me. Because I don't want to make a video telling you three deadlift tips. I don't give a shit. <laughs> my deadlift for tips fouled. for you is put the bar in front of your feet, yeah. like, like in front of your shins, and uh, bend down with it in a way that maybe you would not shit on your feet. And then stand up with it. There's your three deadlift tips. You're welcome. That would go
0: viral. I'm sure. That, that, that's the sad part. <laughs> now, it, as this pendulum swings to the side of the, the benefit of travel outweighing the, the intended success in the company, have you been at a time where the pendulum's been on the other side, where the, the, you know the wantingness and willingness to stay at home, and just fucking not be on the road. This is the first time. This is the first time. Okay, this so is this literally is, the first time. So this would be lesson number one. Yeah. So
2: th- that this is I where have we're found the line. In the sand. I have found the fucking line, oh. and me being home for less than twenty two days since near the middle of May is too much. Okay. And now is that is let's. Go and back. I felt it coming, and I should have I should have backed out sooner, but you've got stuff booked and it's hard to say no when you think that this is going to be important and it's going to make a difference. And the truth is, here's the other thing that people don't realize running a business is there's never going to be that single fucking moment. That was the light switch that your business changed. That's never going to fucking happen. All you want is steady, consistent growth. And if you're chasing a spike, you're fucking doing it wrong. Cause it's just going to be a spike. We've had a couple spikes, You know, coffee mug. Yeah, coffee mug. Coffee mug. That's an amazing story. Yeah. I don't even
0: know if I think I heard that through the grapevine.
2: Yeah. Joe Rogan posted it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it was just on his desk or something. What was that? No, so it's it's a repost, right? So I was sponsored by Caveman Coffee at the time and uh, had sent those guys mugs. And some fucking Monday morning or whatever it was, they posted a photo with the two bags of Caveman Coffee and my mug in the middle. And then Rogan reposted it. They were sponsoring the podcast at the time or something? Uh, yeah, well, Caveman's always worked with Joe. Oh, okay. Right? Because uh, Tate and Joe have been homies for years. Um, and so Joe, and it was a fucking repost. But I'm tagged in it and the brand's tagged in it. So this is something that like, oh, we'll produce 200 mugs. I bet these sell out in a month. How many? We sold 1,200 like that day. But again, 1,200 mugs at... 20 bucks you're not fucking retiring no it's a day where does your head go when you see that make more fucking mugs make more fucking mugs. all right Right? that's the thing so that's the thing now that we sell coffee mugs and that those will never go away
0: don't let your highs too high your lows too low
2: nothing there's gonna be spikes dude there's gonna be also valleys
0: i don't think the mug just doing the math in my head the mug doesn't outweigh the shitty bags
2: no doesn't so you, so you eat a fucking ballot you eat, you eat it right and then what we wanted to do with our summer line also didn't do well and oh well we move fucking forward man how do we recoup money do we put them on clothes out and recoup the best we can and then fucking go forward with what the stuff we want to make now outside of hate i mean this is
0: and this is the, the thing with you that blows my mind is that maybe people don't realize this is the other business ventures you have going on. Yeah. And the balance cuz like we're just talking balance of you know, one of the more prominent
2: Well, but hate I, I mean hate is way more than I don't know, it's half half my income. Yeah. So that that's the one thing that I made a deal with myself when I lost the last job is I'm not going to ever be in a position that I have one thing. I want multiple streams of revenue. And that way I'm not fucking counting on any of it. That's why sponsors and companies that I've worked with that have been great enough to work with me, I don't sign a fucking deal that's a really big deal to one person. Because then they fucking own me. I don't want that either. I'd rather have five companies that pay me some and all those together is cool. And that way, when that relationship ends, because they will, you're okay. I don't have all my fucking eggs in one basket, depending on this. And so when that happens, cool. You can part times, part ways gracefully and say, thanks for the time that we've worked together. It was great. But you know, like I was sponsored by a supplement company for years and they were awesome, but my training's not the same. I don't, I don't lift like that anymore. And so I'm not taking pre-workout and i'm not taking protein i want food and so it's not going to be natural for me to push it i only want to promote the stuff that i give a shit about but outside of sponsorships the companies that like you actually own like the supplement or like the the coffee like the yeah coffee company right so the the coffee coffee company is definitely one that like i'm into like i really like it and that one's something totally different that's going to be a new approach, but again, I have to be home because I want local shops and stores in Baton Rouge to sell my coffee. But none of that happens. Like step one, go meet with the buyer of a fucking supermarket or store and try to sell your coffee to them. And none of that has anything to do with hate. They don't give a fuck of any of the things I've ever accomplished, which is great. That means I can just sell coffee.
0: Is that difficult though with like the inundation of social media and now going into a new space and like trying to understand what's your avatar for? I mean, obviously the applicability of
2: coffee is. Well, I mean, the thing is that it's the second most traded substance on earth. It's coffee. What's the first? Oil. Oh, no shit. Both black. (laughs) Crazy. Third's tea.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. How do, you, how do you take into consideration marketing strategies to go after that? I mean, granted, it's such a large market, but you want to talk saturation. Sure, but
2: it's, it's still going to sell the same way, essentially. Like, bare, bare fucking minimum is you make good coffee. That has to be done. You can't just sell shit. And then I want to make coffee that I care about, right? Like, I don't want to do over-caffeinated. I don't give a fuck about that. It tastes bad. I like coffee. And so I want to make coffees and roasts that I like. But then outside of that bare minimum that you have to do to fucking run a coffee company is marketing. And so that's the name of the company and that's how you push it and how you market it. And essentially it becomes like wine, right? Like we realize that people buy wine based on the fucking label. So make your fucking bag different. Make it better. And I think design-wise, we do something that other bags don't look like.
0: Could I walk down an aisle in a grocery store and be like, "That's Matt's coffee"?
2: Probably. It did, so it has your feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of the same vibe. It's all monochromatic. It's black and white. It's you know, habit is the name of it. And the front of the the bag of the Guatemalan roast is a is like a skeleton nun. And
1: that's then does. The that's other,
2: how I feel in the morning yeah. before I get my coffee. And then coffee the, the other side of it is uh, you know, the snake oil roast is the second one we did. You know, that cure's all that ails you, and it's. You know, it's it's along those lines. It's a little tongue-in-cheek and and those type of things that I give a shit about. Have you changed your perspective on
0: marketing or is it almost Darwinistic and in going into this new endeavor of like, I'm going to put out shit I like that tastes good and if it works in the space, then that means there's enough people out there for this to be a sustainable business that think and have the similar interests and and, and kind of jive with what I like to put out and what I like to consume. Or have you have you had to adopt new strategies that...
2: It's always new strategies because the way you reach people changes. How do you reach people with habit? <sighs> through Right now, it's been social media and Instagram and through, luckily, the popularity that I've got or hate or some of the other people that we send coffee to, which that will always fucking work. But me getting it in stores is a whole nother ball game. Will that transfer back into hate? Like, getting, It transfers more into hate
0: because the more we're selling, the better it is. Well, I'm saying in the strategy of like, Will I walk into you know uh, I don't know a Paxson is that still a thing?
2: I think Paxsons exist. I haven't been to a mall in a really long time. I wouldn't recommend it. No, they seem awful.
0: Yeah. Well, it, will I walk into a store like that and see hate on the shelves? No. It'll always be yeah. in house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not there won't be a, like a retrograde effect.
2: Of like, I me, mean, I don't ever like saying never. Yeah. But I don't see that being the business model, and. I think that's just such a different business model. If that's what you want, if you want to be consumer brand, like you've got to do things a lot different. Like it's got to be safer, and it's got to be like I can't have the name of my company spelled in a fucking way that people don't know what it says. Probably not ideal. I think I don't know. It's that's perspective, right? Like it, because
0: it's so unique that like look at the Nike thing. Like you go to a different country, they say Nike different.
2: Sure, but I mean, you know, you realize like what an outlier you're talking about. Yeah, like Nike, yeah. like you don't get to fucking base any of your rules off of what Nike's done. Understood. I just think for
0: me, it's if we look into the space that you're operating in, it's like prodigy or like I Like it's just very simple shit, yeah. right? Like, where I think you you're unique in that way. Where it's like this is what I want to call it. This is what I call it. If you want to call it. Uh, someone yesterday called it heavy, heavy. Yeah, I've heard oh, that I a never lot. even saw that. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot, and I'm just like that HV three. Yeah, and heavy. I, uh, I was talking to Josh Trent earlier. And sorry, Josh, I'm gonna throw yeah. the bucket, throw it to the bus. He's like, oh, he owns like and hey, hey, trying to say it yeah, and I'm just yeah, like yeah. No, no 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 hate not the, just not just the greatest fucking
2: marketing that I've ever thought of with but hate, it is but. though
0: because it's representative of what the fuck you want right and at the end of the day you're the face of it Nike's a
2: faceless fucking fuck. and, and still I try to fucking remember right like when peaks and valleys of sales like still fucking remember that this is a thing that pays my bills and it's mine like like we created a thing out of the fucking ether and it works and You know, if and when there's a time that we shut the doors and no longer have hate, okay. That's a weird one too, right? So I owned a bike shop for three years. That's three years that it paid my bills. Not very well, but I had it. So what equals success for a business? Is it only successful if it never fucking ever closed? It's got to grow. Well, it's always got to grow forever. You know That's what I mean? Like, $9. would you say? I mean, what's a fucking company that was around that sold a ton of stuff? Like, whoever fucking made Surge, what like the Surge, like soda, like, a, like like a, Four Locos? Yeah, let's say Four Loco, right? Or let's say a thing that doesn't sell anymore. You know, say Jabot jeans that were very popular at one point in life you're lose. in canada you're i lose, realize you're losing me man i don't know man what are, let's go with maple lungs. syrup yeah all right i know I, I, I get what you're saying i get what that, you're saying you know so they're in business for fucking 10 years right and then at some point they realize things are on the way out and so they shut the doors is that business success or failure i don't know i guess if it's your business it's your choice
0: to decide on whether it was success, success why you had to close your doors right but so for me i guess i mean kind of to close like moving forward how do you allocate your time is it Do you go a mile deep on the projects you currently have, or do you go, do you try and diversify further? Like, what's, what's I've got to focus.
2: So, so, so right now, that's, that's the, so right now it is hate, habit, podcast, which is I'm so, and then YouTube supports those. Like, those are, and we've got a couple other entities in there that are all synergistic and helping the other two, right? With like the fulfillment company and stuff like that. But, I've got to focus on those and it can't just be like, well, I filmed today. So at some point I edit that and that equals a vlog. I need to give a shit about what I'm choosing to film. I need to, the podcast right now has been the main focus. And so that's grown a lot and has helped subsidize, you know, income that now hate doesn't have to be this thing. I depend on every month to pay my fucking bills. And again, luckily, because I live within my means. I don't drive a fucking expensive car. My wife doesn't drive an expensive car. We don't have an expensive house. I travel a lot. That's business expense, but you still got to have fucking money to travel. And so, but if the travel isn't adding to sales, why are we doing it? So that's, that's really the point where you've got to decide oh, so I can cut back on this and now I can refocus on what hate should be. And I think that has been a loss of focus with trying to change the business model, which we did this year with having some in-house designers and having my media guy and me feeling like I can kind of say, you guys got it. And that's not how it works. No. And so it's eat crow and get back at the fucking helm and steer the ship now like any I'm
0: reluctant to say advice because it's such a corny way to close but like we've kind of it, it's been thematic in the sense that like we've tried to make all these efforts to build it to sit back and relax and only when we when we build it to the point where it's actually beneficial for us to sit back and relax can we sit back and relax right and, and pushing that point push to the brink find a way to scale pull back push to the brink find a way to scale and hopefully sure. that, that point of brink is further every time like, I guess, like, what unconventional advice would you have for someone? Like, what Matt Vincent esque advice would you have for someone looking across the board in business or becoming like?
2: I think it's know what the fuck you want to accomplish, right? Like, I think I think focus and goals are really really good, and I think those can get cloudy when your goals just more, and more is not really a destination. And so, having some actual concrete, like, this is a thing. Now, how do we backtrack to where we currently are to get there? I think that's the move. The other side of it is, is what you're doing sustainable? Because if it's not, you can't fucking keep doing it. Decide that. And then decide, where's your fucking line that you're not willing to cross to sell more things? And, you know, I I, I try to keep perspective, right? That, like... I mean, of, of fucking apparel brands that are in this space, like, I'm not the biggest. I'm not even fucking close. But I do enough that it's a job. And so when I am home and I'm out for a bike ride at 10 a.m. listening to a podcast on a Tuesday, things are real fucking cool. And that's what I give a shit about. That I'm not stuck at some fucking job waiting for the clock to hit five. That I felt like going to ride my bike. So I went and rode my fucking bike. Like, oh, I feel like going to lay on the couch and playing Far Cry for the next fucking hour. Going to do that. I'll get back to work. Like, I can go get in my pool. That's what I want. That I can do the things that I want to do when I fucking feel like doing them. Get your bat printed on a shirt. That's, that's, that's freedom for me. Yeah. And that's really what I want. All right, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. No, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll put a fine point on this. We'll do the show notes thing. Perfect. Habit, habit. Hate. So yeah, your new habit is uh, where you can pick up coffee, and we've got discounts. Use code umso, and you can save uh, ten or ten percent or so. And then we do subscription service as well for bags of coffee. It's really good coffee. Drink it, you'll like it. So we'll link all this in yep. the show notes. I'm um, so hate yeah the hate. Ah, com code umso so also saves you some cash there instagram i hate my i hate man, everyone does heavy well you know what <laughs> give it a time. heavy man yeah. it. all right
0: man I appreciate your time